This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Radio. With us today to talk about the Catholic media in the U.S. are two people who are really influential in leading that. The first is Rob DeFrancesco, who is Executive Director of the Catholic Media Association of the U.S. and Canada, and Gretchen Crow, who is Editor-in-Chief of OSB News. Uh, she's also President of the newly installed President of the Catholic Media Association. So just a little bit of background on Rob. He, uh, before he became the executive director of the Catholic Media Association, he was communications director of the Diocese of Phoenix. Before that, he was editor of the Catholic Sun. And before he was editor of the Catholic Sun, he was managing editor of the Catholic Sun while I was editor. So <laughs> I've known Rob for quite a long time. I've also known Gretchen for quite a while. She has been influential and, and working. She used to work at the Arlington Catholic Herald in Arlington, Virginia which is right in our listening area, and then she went to OSB uh, as uh, an editor of periodicals, and now she is editor-in-chief of OSB News, which just formed, uh, launched uh, on December 31st, really, uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, and as I said, she is the new president of the Catholic Media Association. We're talking with them today in Baltimore at uh, the Catholic Media Conference, which was is just wrapping up today here in Baltimore. We've had three days of learning and all sorts of other wonderful things, so we're, we're glad to have you here. I guess first thing I'd ask you right off the bat is, what's the state of Catholic media today in the U.S. and Canada? Chris, thanks for having us today. Uh, great to be here in Baltimore with, uh, with you and with uh, so many people uh, from across North America and even uh, from Europe and, and beyond, so it's a, it's a good uh, time to be together. Um, my outlook on the state of Catholic media today is uh, one of transition, but with one of uh, transitioning towards just a very positive and you know progressive way of sharing the gospel message. And so, what you know, you know, my thought process on it would be um, this group uh, that we're you know just really fortunate to have gathered here in Baltimore this week. Um, they're, they're just filled with excitement and enthusiasm and uh, we're a community and we love to be together and we love to learn. That to me points to a bright future. These were people that have uh, you know, a, a natural uh, curiosity about how things work. We want to investigate things, we want to improve things, we want to make things um, you know, just and we want to you know, shine lights on things. And uh, this is a group that has, in my experience, always looks for improvements, whether it was, you know, you know, moving from just purely print and when um, ways of communicating became kind of more available to us, you know, through the internet and social media and video and, you know, digital photography, you just start thinking about like all the progress, even just over the last 20 years, for instance, it's been really remarkable. And so I have uh, full confidence that, you know, this group of just mission driven individuals uh, is going to find a way to keep uh, sharing the gospel message and, and doing all the amazing uh, Catholic journalism that's been the hallmark of this this um, community. 
Yes. Well, thank you again also, Chris, for being here. It's wonderful to be here in Baltimore to see your excellent staff at the Catholic Review and see all the great work that you all continue to do. You know, I, I definitely echo Rob that, you know, a transition is a great way to put it. I was going to say change and the challenge that comes along with that. Um, it certainly is, is, is definitely part of our reality right now as, as Catholic communicators. Um, this is a time when we're facing, um, we're facing just a change in our channels, um, how we produce the, the media that we produce. Um, but it's also one that of a shift from, you know, uh, journalism to more magazines. We're seeing the, the close of newspapers. We're seeing the adoption of different forms of media to tell the church's story. So it's one that constantly is, is evolving and has been evolving for some years now. And I think we're starting to see that, um, see kind of a new era of Catholic media that's developing and, and beginning. And I would also say that we are... Um, you know, the state of Catholic media is also one of shared mission. I think when you come to an event like that, like this, like we have been in Baltimore at the Catholic Media Conference, you remember, you're grounded in, you're rooted in the fact that each one of us here, no matter what we're doing and where we're doing it, has a common mission, has a common desire to serve the Lord, share the gospel, share the message of Jesus Christ with, with all who encounter us. And it is so fortifying to be able to be here and to be able to experience this with our colleagues in Catholic media. You both talked about transition, and both of you mentioned that, and you mentioned change. The association itself just went through a change mm -hmm. from the Catholic Press Association to the Catholic Media Association. Catholic Press Association has been around since 1911. It was founded really when most dioceses had a newspaper. Most of them were weekly newspapers. Uh, Gretchen, you alluded to a change from more newspapers to magazines, and we know some dioceses have no publication at all, no print publication at all. They may be present on the web. What has that transition as an association from a focus on press, printed material, to media, what does that mean? What that means to me, Chris, is that our bishop publishers, uh, our, our diocese, our communications directors, our journalists, our editors, um, and you know, like I even hesitate to just, you know, just talk about diocese, but you know, religious and Catholic media, you know, beyond that, um, what we're seeing is that people are looking for more efficient ways of communicating uh, and, and trying to um, figure out best ways, or better ways, I should say, of, of reaching their, the Catholic faithful. So, you know, the, really the goal is to be where people are, and, and that's just a, like a common theme. And so, we, you know, what we're seeing when we're talking about transition is that you know we can't exist like in a bubble. We can't just keep doing things the way you know uh, we've always been doing them. And so you know we just have to have our eyes open and just like you know our ears open, and we just have to be like uh, aware of what's going on uh, and, and and how people. Um, I don't like saying consume media, but how people um, get their information, how people interact with the world, uh, what people are reading, and how people are reading it. So you know, you just see this just this just great ingenuity and just like this desire to 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 reach more and more people. And so, you know, we see our newspapers. You know, this goes back you know twenty some odd years. You know, when things started you know moving more digitally. But editors, you know, trying to figure out ways to put up websites when there was no easy way to do it in nineteen ninety five, right? And you know, people just kind of kept progressing and sharing ideas and figuring out how to do it. And then you know, that kind of became a, kind of uh, like a no brainer at this point where you know 
kids as young as eight year old, eight years old could like you know create their own website, right? And yet, print remains one of the very efficient ways to deliver news to a Catholic audience, because let's admit it, not all the Catholics that we know are going to the web to look at our websites, or they're not following us on. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else we are. So from that perspective, it, print also is a very efficient way to make sure we go right into the home. I mean, they, they bring their mail into the house, they're bringing us into the house and they're doing that. But it's not an either or, it's a both and. Gretchen, your experience at OSV, I'm sure you found that as well, that, that OSV has a print newspaper, also prints books and things like that. You're a, you're a published book author uh, on that. How do you balance all of those different things between print and digital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at OSV, you know, we we say that print is the original push communication. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it's the yeah, so it's the one that sits there on the coffee table, and you get you know you it reminded to pick it up constantly. It's print is very valuable, but you know the ec- the um, the changes in our own. Uh, media landscape within Catholic media certainly echoes the changes within the Catholic, within the media landscape as a whole. You know, as we're seeing a transition from or an addition of digital media. So, I think it's really important um, for us to, to challenge ourselves, not necessarily as people who communicate as communicators, but all of us as consumers of media. How are we consuming our media? Why are we consuming it from the places that we are? And are we you know, because the goal of Catholic media, one of the goals of Catholic media is to make sure that people are informed about what's happening in the world so they can create judgments based on that and based on what the church teaches and be able to take action based on that to build the common good. And, you know, I think each one of us as consumers of media needs to remember, needs to challenge ourselves. Where are we getting, where are we getting our media? Are we getting it from TikTok? <laughs> are we getting it from Instagram? Is that our, is that our media, con, you know, consumption? or are we are we really taking the time to be good and responsible consumers of media and I think sometimes the benefit of print is that it reminds us like okay this is this is something that is accurate trustworthy um, it's going to be um, you know relevant in our lives and we have to make sure that we're taking the time to honor I think that those legacy publications that 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 have the resources to provide that type of content yeah. and it's not that everything on TikTok or Instagram is bad of course, there are no. good good content providers mm-hmm. out there but it's a little bit harder to kind of figure out which are the good providers mm-hmm. when you look at that from those perspectives. Yeah, or how deep you can go. Because there's, you know, um, and I, hey, I love I love a good TikTok video. I love, you know, I'm active on Instagram and Twitter. Content. Yes, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's great. But I think how deep then do you go when you, when you have a 30-second video versus actually engaging with the content of a news article? It's a very different way of consuming media. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that as we look at this, from the standpoint of there's all these different things going on and it's not that we can focus on just some just one mm-hmm. but it's also hard to do that with the resources that we have within the Catholic media world so after the break we are going to talk some more with Rob DeFrancesco who is pre- uh, executive director of the Catholic Media Association and with Gretchen Pro, the president of the Catholic Media Association this is Chris Gunty and you're listening to Catholic Review Radio
The Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Faith and Civic Organizations will host a gun buyback program at Edmondson Village Shopping Center August 5th in an attempt to get guns off the streets of Baltimore. The event is presented by St. Joseph's Monastery Parish in Irvington and the Baltimore City Police Department in association with the Archdiocese of Baltimore, Catholic Charities, and First and Franklin Presbyterian Church. The No Questions Asked drive-up event will offer $200 for handguns, rifles, and shotguns, and $300 for assault weapons, while funds last. Donations are sought to support the effort. The event will be held 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. at the Shopping Center on Edmondson Avenue. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. It's possible it was a senior week prank but Catholics in Ocean City are not laughing at the theft of a three-foot-tall Blessed Virgin Mary statue from the prayer garden outside Holy Savior Church. We want our Mary back, said Donna Santoni, administrative assistant at the parish. The statue was reported missing June 13th and was likely stolen sometime the previous evening from church property. The parishes of Ocean City, Maryland, along with all the parishes of Maryland's eastern shore, are part of the Diocese of Wilmington, Delaware. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. We are talking today about the Catholic media with some experts in Catholic media. Rob DeFrancesco is executive director of the Catholic Media Association, and Gretchen Crow is the newly elected president of that organization. We were talking before the break about just kind of that change in, in media. One of the changes that came about in Catholic media over the last year was the U.S. Bishop's decision to close the domestic operations of Catholic News Service. And uh, OSB, where you worked at the time uh, as editor of periodicals, uh, decided to jump into the fray and, and to pick up that slack. OSV News, the new organization that was going to take care of the domestic operations, was scheduled to launch January 1st. Pope Benedict died December 31st. Talk to us a little bit about how that changed your transition and your new launch. Yes, well, as with all launches, you know, there are things that you plan for and there are things that inevitably will arise um, that you don't plan for. And we had, you know, we had done a pretty good job. I I would say by mid-December, we were ticking the boxes, we were preparing for our January 1st launch, and things were going pretty well. We always had the things that you were doing last minute too, but things were going pretty well. And, um, and, And then we get the news that Pope Francis has asked us to pray for Pope Benedict. And uh, we started going, uh oh. And I said, um, I was talking to Greg Erlinson at the time, who was uh, with CNS, and I, there was a gap of one day 
right? So CNS was closing at end of business December 30th, and OSV News was starting January 1st. And I remember thinking, that that December 31st day, you know, what's going to happen? If something, God forbid, happens to Pope Benedict on December 31st, what are we going to do? So as soon as we heard about the call for, for prayers that he was sickly, I pulled the team together and I said, we need a plan. We need a plan if he, um, if he dies uh, January 1st. We need a plan if he dies December 31st. We, you know, we just need to be prepared. And, you know, we, um, and, and they just jumped on it, and which is just a testament to the professional of the, the group that is a part of OSV News. They were, you know, this is over Christmas break. It's New Year's Eve. Um, it didn't matter. It was it was a Wednesday, you know, <laughs> any day in the year. It had to be. So, um, and then we had wonderful collaborators in Cindy Wooden and her team at CNS Rome, who we've been working with since launch. Um, they had content that was prepared. We prepared content from a national perspective. So we had a wonderful package of offerings for our clients a day early. And we launched a day early because when the Pope dies, you launch a day early. When we go back and we look at kind of at this whole Catholic media landscape, and and it's kind of a phrase that's the you know, media landscape has gotten to be this phrase that everybody talks about, and nobody really understands the scope of it. But when we look at this today, and you look at what's in the Catholic Media Association, what have you got? I mean, have you got print publications and websites, and what else? What's out there? So my entire career in Catholic media, uh, from the first day that I uh, stepped into uh, a newsroom in downtown Phoenix was that, um, boy, the Catholic media landscape is changing. And so that's just been like a constant. I'm like, yeah, okay. So like it, it almost kind of like changing landscape, but like it, it starts to like lose meaning. Like this is just like a, a reality. It's just like, what's new? What's new? What's new? How can we take advantage of it? How can we use it to do our jobs better? Um, and how can we use this to share? stories with the Catholic faithful better. So um, that's just like, I think everyone is, you know, should be, if they're not already, just like, uh, just acclimated to that, right? And it's just like, this is just like, kind of like the, uh, the times that we're living in is just, we just have to be changing. But It's like the story of the frog in the, in the boiling water. Yeah, if you put a frog <laughs> in water that's already boiling, it'll jump out. But if you put it in water and gradually heat it up, they, they never realized that it's uh, doing that. We've all realized that the water's boiling all the time. Right, but, you know, I think the, the boiling water thing, like, makes it seem like it's a bad thing. Like, I don't see the change um, or the boiling, I don't see it as bo uh, boiling water where it's, like, a bad thing. It's just, this is just our reality, and um, this is just our society and our culture, and we just have to, like, keep up with it. And frankly, um, again, I'll just go back to it. Like, the group of people who, um, you know, we regularly interact with who are, are leaders in this field, they're, they're just uh, ingenious, and, and they, they're just, everyone is just constantly pushing things forward. So, in addition to the newspapers and you know and radio and you know you know podcasts and and uh, such, you know, communications offices are just getting a whole lot smarter too with you know how they're. Uh, and again, I'm you know focusing back on, onto the, like the diocesan model, but you know th that also goes um, for you know independent religious or organizations, uh, universities, uh, you know. Um, Parishes. Yeah, parishes. Parishes are doing a yeah. way better job of communicating. Than right. So, so, yeah. so people are getting um, really smart about how they communicate um, with the, the various tools that are out there, and I think it's terrific. And so, again, it goes back to the, the, the both and, you know, not like an and or. It's just that, yeah, print is amazing um, in, in some situations. 
uh, digital, whether it's you know a, a tweet or a TikTok or like a blog post or whatever, they all have their great value and their place too. Print is amazing because it's not fleeting, right? Like the thing with TikTok and you know reels, stories, you know, et cetera, is that it, it's like one thumb swipe away and like you're on to the next thing, right? But you know, we go back to the um, original push technology um, way of looking at it, and that yeah. Um, I am so happy when I get my Diocese of Phoenix magazine every other month in the mail. And it comes like, you know, it goes right to the kitchen counter, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, for it to be, uh, you know, looked over, uh, you know, by the family. And then it goes up to my desk that I always have, like, you know, right next to my computer where I'm looking at all these other fleeting things. So, you know, they, they exist in my universe side by side. And I know I'm not like, you know, I'm alone in that. Gretchen, one of the things you, you mentioned, the, the idea of the, the Catholic newspaper, Catholic magazine, on the coffee table, um, and that's you know that's important for our home life. But one of the other interesting things about this conference here that we've been at here in Baltimore is that um, we don't have people just from the U.S. and Canada here today here these days. We have people from Rome, including from the Vatican Dicastery of Communication. You were in fact talking to a couple of them right before we started this conversation. We've got people from Australia. We've got somebody from Thailand. We've got somebody from Germany. We've got so why is it important for us here? in the U.S. Catholic media to maintain connections with Catholic media personnel in the rest of the world? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it goes back to that, that whole concept of shared mission and that whole idea of, of collaboration, that we shouldn't be working in silos. We should be working as you know the Catholic community throughout the world because we're doing the same things. Our world technology has made our world, as, as often said, so much smaller. You know, the instantaneous forms of communication that we have now have changed everything. And so we're able to see instantaneously what someone's thinking and or doing in Rome or Germany or Australia. Um, and so I think bringing and, and, and having collaboration between communicators around the world is, is so important because we can come together and say, I see what you're doing. I hear what you're doing. Oh, I, I recognize your, your byline. I recognize your media apostolate or outlet. And here's what we're doing. And how can we work together? Um, we face a lot of challenges, not in the Catholic media world, but in our culture in general as a church. And I think as, as that it becomes more of a reality, the, we need to, to band together more as Catholic communicators in our shared mission of spreading the truth. We've got just a few minutes left in, in our conversation. And I guess what I would ask each of you to, to reflect on is, what's the role of the Catholic media in, in the home of, of, of this parishioner, of that parishioner? How do we connect them to everything they need to know so that they can be better Catholics, live a better life? I would say the role of Catholic media, from our perspective, at least at OSV News, and I think, I think a lot of other places, is to uh, inform as to what's going on, to form people in the faith, what the church teaches and why, to inspire them by the works, the good works that are being done in the community, in their parishes, and then to, to go out and do the same. So I, I think that every parishioner in every home listening to this can say, you know, I have, you know, we hope, the hope is that they learn from Catholic media how to be better Catholic Christians, how to uh, serve the common good better, how to serve their neighbor better, to be inspired to go out and do that. And we recently did a rebranding at the Catholic Review and we 
picked up a new tagline that just says real life, real faith. Mm -hmm. Because they are connected. Yeah. You know, I mean, as much as the world tries to tell us that, that they're not, you know, faith is what you do when you go to church on Sunday and life is what you live the rest of the week. We know as Catholic communicators that they're combined. Rob, what's your take on it? I echo what, what Gretchen says. I, I wholeheartedly believe that there's no way I'm going to um, improve upon that, Gretchen. So thank you for that. You know, I think if there's anything that we learned over the last few years is that um, we as human beings strive for community. We strive for um, just like human interaction. So uh, one of uh, the things that I always really appreciated about a diocesan newspaper, a diocesan magazine, was that it was focused on that region, on that community. Presenting through these publications that are, you know, localized, they, they are uh, like a common thread, like around that community. So, you know, uh, the Diocese of Phoenix is, you know, um, you know that's a unit. Uh, the Diocese of, uh, Archdiocese of Baltimore, that's a unit. So like, you know, we have obviously a lot of uh, commonality between, you know, either side of the country. However, you know, people feel like more in tune with their own community and people want to be part of that. And the, the publications in many ways should be a reflection of that community uh, along with being a common thread. That would be my addition to that. Awesome. We are a pretty big church and it helps for us to make sure we're always talking to each other. Right? That's right. Amen. Well, we thank our guests today, Gretchen Crow, who is editor-in-chief of OSB News and uh, president of the Catholic Media Association of the U.S. and Canada, and my good friend for many years, Rob DeFrancesco, who is the executive director of the Catholic Media Association. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you, Chris. Our pleasure. Thank you. This is Chris Gunty, and you've been listening to Catholic Review Radio. You're probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.